17 minutes past 10, Africa from uh, Salif Keita leads us into our conversation. So the Democratic Republic of Congo's President Felix Chisegedi has been re-elected for a second term after getting more than 73% of the vote in this month's presidential election, the country's election commission said on Sunday. Announcing the results on Sunday in the capital, Kinshasa, Dennis Kadima, the head of Congo's National Election Commission, known as the CENI said Chisegedi was elected with 73.34% of the vote having obtained over 13 million votes out of over 18 million valid votes. Turnout in the disputed election was at over 43%, uh, Kadima said. Earlier on Sunday, there was a group, though, of Congo's main opposition presidential candidates that are supporters, their supporters, to take to the streets to protest after the release of the provisional results. And they demanded a fresh election uh, to be held with a new electoral body on a date to be agreed by all. And the government of Congo had previously rejected calls for a rerun of the elections for a perspective on the outcomes of the elections and what it means for the DRC moving forward. We're joined in the studio by Nixon Katembo. Nixon Katembo, African specialist and producer at Channel Africa. Happy New Year, Nixon. Happy New Year, KG. They say the more things change, the more they stay the same sometimes. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. And here we are. So were you surprised by that announcement on Sunday, if at all? Uh, for someone like me who has been following quite closely the situation in the Great Lakes region, in the Congo and the neighboring countries, including East Africa as a general, I was not surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to look at how the history of the campaign started the entire process of choosing the independent electoral commissioners, and then the registration of voters, and then the campaign themselves. Because Mm -hmm. the electoral process is not a one-month election campaigning, but rather a continuation process immediately when the leaders are voted. Mm -hmm. So um, that did not surprise me that Chisekedi got this much because of, one, a number of disorganization within the opposition. The second is around the entire systemic challenges in uh, organizing the election in the DRC. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, you have to look at the problem of incumbency. Uh, the president, the incumbent president, had had the levers of power at his disposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the likelihood of having used that are very real. Mm-hmm. So to have uh, this outcome of general elections in a manner that they has come out is not surprising, and the people should not uh, get surprised or question how how did it happen. But maybe we can go to a greater details of how this has happened. And maybe we, we go there because I look at the margins. They're really drastic, right? Because uh, Chisegedi got 73.34% uh, of the vote, a total of about 13 out of 18 million people. And I mean, you know, the next uh, candidate after him got a measly, I think, 18, 18% of the vote. Really, really, really da- drastic. How? One, 
let's look at the candidate themselves. Mm-hmm. They are front runner candidate they, because the election had about over 20 candidates. Mm-hmm. President Chisekedi is incumbent. He's a byproduct of the previous elections where uh, a coalition was formed to have him as the president. Mm-hmm. But after multiple attempt of having a common candidate between the current opposition leader Moise Katumbi, Martin Fayulu and many others like Jean-Pierre Bemba who has since got into government like Sombusa Nyamwisi the regional uh, integration minister who also have since got to government and the likes of Delisa Sanga and many others they went to Geneva in 2018 to try to form a coalition against former president Joseph Kabila but within that same coalition both there was a breakaway where Chisekedi uh Vital Kamer the former president of uh, I mean the uh, of parliament here here presiding office of parliament at the time went to Nairobi to form the cash coalition and uh um while uh, Katumbi Martin Fayulu and others form another coalition mm-hmm. however in the process of negotiation i think president kabila had to see how he secure his his position in the post election environment and negotiated the deal with chisekedi that's how president chisekedi came to power mm-hmm. now you have martin fayulu who was made popular on the basis of a coalition that was formed in geneva otherwise he was not known nationally as a national leader to have a footprint but rather had a footprint in the west of the country mm-hmm. namely is a former bandundu province the bakongo province we, we, of which have been now since um, divided into uh, different provinces as well and then you have moise katumbi uh, who who came to prominence under kabila as a former a uh, governor of the uh, greater katanga province which also had been divided by th- about three provinces again mm-hmm. now you have a dizzy internal dynamics at uh, looking at a candidate himself uh, moise katumbi become popular and rich because of the mineral resources of the katanga and when he was a pro- uh, 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 governor there he then make Uh, contacts with many, many multinational companies and then he's created a this person mm. who is who is going to serve katanga but in real sense he's not mm. he had served rather well the interest of multinational corporation mm-hmm. now you come to the next candidate who is a martin fayulu now in this case because that coalition that brought him Uh, into national prominence and having a national footprint and is no longer there the participant some of them are either with the current president some of them are in opposition and therefore his national footprint support dwindled mm. and that's why he he got the result that he has now yeah now, now look at president chisekedi now after having run into uh, the government first the first two years a bickering with former president over who get 
uh, what in terms of uh, their coalition arrangement eventually mm -hmm. president sekedi making what I would term a parliamentary coup by forming a new majority within the parliament and therefore giving him greater control of parliament by by also by extension control of government mm -hmm. and rooting out former president's allies within government and parliament mm -hmm. and then he started governing to say in the last two years of his uh, term because the first term has been a back and forth between the former president uh, half of the first term has been back and forth between the former president joseph kabila and himself uh, as UPDS as as a coalition should we read into that that uh, there's a degree of influence or a lack of independence in the electoral commission of the um, of the Dem democratic republic of congo how independent is their electoral commission now let me get to there in the constitution it says that there are nine commissioners mm. Now, out of nine commissioners, six have to come from civil society organizations mm -hmm. and other bodies within the broader community. Mm -hmm. Three of them have to be nominated by uh, 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 political parties, in this case, one with the political party in power and the two others from the opposition. That's a suggestion. These are the names that we... So there is always a greater influence, a contestation on who gets into the Independent Electoral Commission. Mm -hmm. Such was the case with the previous Independent Electoral Commission under Cornelia uh, Nanga, who has since declared a new alliance with the M23 rebels to fight the government of the DRC. Mm -hmm. And this is the man who declared the President Kedi as the winner, knowingly that he was not the winner of the election, but rather after a compromise between uh, former President Joseph Kabila and Chisekedi himself mm. to give him actually the winning uh, uh, um, uh, position mm -hmm. instead of uh, the real true reflection of the result. Mm. Those so favors have to be repaid in a way. So favors have to be repaid in a way. Now mm. that Chisekedi has outmaneuvered them in terms of how they agreed on their coalition now the man has gone to form a rebellion so the, the maneuvering and the outmaneuvering as you say uh, to to what extent is there an influence uh, that comes particularly from the west because of the resources that the democratic republic of congo have well now uh, that is the critical question because you have to look at it from this dynamics congo is mineral rich mm-hmm and part of the critical mineral rich that uh, resources that they that is currently at a greater uh, demand is cobalt mm -hmm. you have it in your cell phone you have it in your computer microchips you have it in your uh, uh, aeronautics space in industry in terms of uh, manufacturing of uh, jet engines mm -hmm. uh, aviation and so on so if you have a country producing such resources, everyone 
want to be there. Mm -hmm. And the Americans have played a part in terms of this. In fact, even our current president here, for uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, mm -hmm. was part of the agreement that was witnessed between the former president Joseph Kabila and the current president Francis Ekedi. Mm -hmm. That is for President Cyril Ramaphosa, President Huru Kenyatta mm -hmm. at the time of Kenya, and President Al Sisi of Egypt. Mm -hmm. So, whatever happens, there is a greater influence from outside even on a, at a continental level. And the Americans have to uh, be fingered in this case, including the British and the French. Now, how does this play a role? You have Rwanda on the other side, right? You have Uganda on the other side. Uganda and Rwanda are having issues in terms of getting to the DRC and get the resources such as coltan uh, and gold. And most of the economic... Uh, leverage and 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 development is pretty much interlinked to what is happening in the DRC in terms of siphoning the resources mm -hmm. of that country out of out of out of Eastern DRC because of the mayhem and the conflict that has been deliberately created since 1996. Mm -hmm. uh, the Americans are behind that. The, the 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 British are behind that by supporting the proxy, uh, uh, what I would say, term clientel state in the region. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, currently, France is 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 supporting Rwanda. You would know the history of Rwanda and France in the current government, mm -hmm. how they divorced France, but upon interest coming up in terms of. Uh, oil resources and was also the discovery of gas in Mozambique and then Rwanda also playing as a as a mercenary for France in Mozambique to protect the French investment in Mozambique via Total mm -hmm. is being rewarded by being supported on whatever adventurism that they are running in, in yeah. DRC. Uganda on the other side also via the discovery of oil that was discovered by uh, Talo Oil of a British oil company and therefore having sell its stake also to the Chinese uh, but also uh, trying to uh, build this crude oil, uh, crude pipeline from Hoima uh, in western Uganda to to the ports of uh, Tanga in Dar es Salaam I mean in Tanzania mm. That also plays a part because Total have invested heavily in those in that uh, uh, deal, uh, and Uganda and France are in 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 bed because of that particular interest. And I'm I'm trying to describe a very complex matter in it in a time that there's we, a lot of multinationals so, that are heavily yeah. invested in what happens to the outcomes of the elections of the DRC. Yes. Having heard all of these multinational interests, multinational corporation interests in the DRC, I want to juxtapose that against what, as you and me are having this conversation, the living conditions of an average citizen of the DRC is like right now. Now, that is a disaster. As we speak, KG, there are six million Congolese people who are internally displaced. This according to the United uh, Nations' own international uh, uh, migration organization, IOM. Mm -hmm. It's not my statistics. Mm -hmm. 
Now, there are over a million who are on the brink of starvation because of the displacement of war. Mm -hmm. There are another over six million people that is, those are conservative estimates that mm -hmm. have died because of war. Mm -hmm. Now, there are people who are living in abject poverty because of the prevailing conditions that are associated with the war. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go to the DRC, I, I might be uh, lashed out to say this, but let me say it to the national radio. Mm -hmm. That many people living under those conditions are sick. Wow. They are sick in the terms of psychological and uh, emotional trauma. Mm. They are sick in their living conditions that they live every day. They are sick because they can even of malnutrition, standardness, because of poor uh, conditions of food production, they can no longer go through their, through their, through their field to produce what need to be given to their people are living in this over 1.5 million people are living in internally displaced camp. So, is there so, any drastic difference that Chisagedi made in uh, his previous uh, tenure as is about as is the incumbent now? Is there any material difference? at all uh, when he took over from Kabila that, that he's made for the citizens of uh, the DRC? Unfortunately, I wouldn't point that much of uh, 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 a positive change. Because I ask because of the, the the sheer magnitude of the numbers that he got in the announcement. Because when I look at 73.34%, uh, I, I would think if, if I didn't know better, now, that will, he must have done amazing. Now I will get to that. Okay. I will get to that in the sense that there are certain programs that he has managed to implement, mm. i.e. the free education at the primary school level, mm -hmm. of which in during this campaign he said that he's going to reintroduce in the secondary school. Mm. That is a, a positive aspect, number one. The second positive aspect is that he introduced free maternity for certain uh, uh, mothers who are, uh, would describe in this country as indigent household. Mm -hmm. So that... For the first time in the history of the DRC for a government to do that, it gained him more support mm -hmm. among the people. Mm -hmm. The third element, though, and which is crucial, it speaks to what I have just described in the condition of living in under insecure uh, environment, particularly with the security in the East. And what he did say that we are going to fight the rebellion where it comes from. M23 rebels who are going to fight them. And in this case, he pointedly talked about the name of President Paul Kagame, his, his, his counterpart next door. Mm -hmm. And why this is very important for election in, in the DRC is that for the first time since 1996, a Congolese leader is pointing the root cause of the problem in terms of a security, not necessarily that it's the entire problem of the DRC lies on Rwanda, mm. but rather those who have been continuously 
perpetuating mayhem by suffering the resources of the DRC through the creation of uh, pseudo-rebellion uh, under the M23. Now let, we can go back to it to say the creation of Afdel was supported by Rwanda and Uganda mm. in getting uh, Lauren Kabila into power. After disagreement between the the two leaders, uh, I mean the leaders of the region and uh, just uh, Lauren Kabila, mm. instead Kabila was killed. Now we know that we have now known from uh, uh, declassified intelligence sources within the DRC and Rwanda that Rwanda was involved in the killing of Joseph of Lauren Kabil. Mm, mm. In as much they said no, someone within his bodyguard killed him, mm, mm. including the United States, by the way, which was involved. Mm. Because you would recall that since uh, the, the 1994 genocide, the United States have been training Rwandan uh, army uh, under AFRICOM. Uh, I, I recall uh, General Kipward, who was uh, the, the chair of the, I mean, the command of the uh, Africa Command, which is based in Stuttgart and have uh, command centers in Djibouti, saying that Rwanda, they are partners. But they are partners for what? Yeah. Driving American interest in the Great Lakes region. Yeah. That's what it is. So so you have to look at this issue in totality in, the, in a way that Sekedi pointed that we have been having a security then the M23 rebels uh, being supported by Rwanda. This time, if I'm elected and Rwanda continue with EC security, we are going to take the war to, to Kigali. That's mm. what mm. he said. Upon hearing that in the eyes of the, and the ears and the mind of the people, I think they thought that maybe this is our savior. Yeah. And that gained him massive popularity. And for those who know the geography of the Eastern DRC and the demographic composition, as well as the demographic um, um, out, out uh, landscape, of the DRC, you would recall that much of the people, close to 65 to 70 percent of the people, live in the east, and mm. this is where the problem is. Mm. So you have a densely populated area facing insecurity. Then you have a president coming up to say, "Okay, I'm going to do this for you." It is not surprising that the people support him. Yeah. So when we talk of, uh, uh, there's a caller, I'm going to come to you, Arnold, just now. When we talk of security, particularly in the East, if over 60% of the population is in the East, one of the things I heard as a South African is that we boosted our forces in the DRC. Uh, are we the only ones who are there? If not, who else is there and why? You know the United Nations there. Mm -hmm. South Africa has been there under the Force Intervention Brigade, first within MONUSCO and then under the Force Intervention Brigade. Mm. And South Africa played the role, a critical role, in uh, getting rid of the M23 in 2013. Yeah. But that very same 23 was recreated in 2021 to revert again the DRC. And, and the South Africa, because the force intervention brigade has to act on a basis of 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 command and orders from new york they could not intervene this time mm -hmm. but this time there is a, a bilateral uh, and a, a sadic agreement mm -hmm. that 
the DRC has invited SADC forces to get into the DRC to assist it into uh, uh, getting rid of the M23. And this is why uh, uh, SNDF forces, including Malawi and Tanzania, um, are going to to deploy there. I think Botswana and Namibia also are, are going to provide the technical support mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, uh, what is going on uh, currently. So the troops are there mm-hmm. in the DRC. You would recall that there was a Nairobi process. Did we add, by the way, to the numbers that we had as South Africa? Did we add to that? Certainly, there must have been an addition. I don't want to divulge in how mm-hmm. many they are because mm-hmm. I'm not a military man. Of course. Uh, I, I believe that there will be a considerable, considerable number of uh, South African soldiers who are going to uh, to be there. Uh, but for the good of, of, of the DRC. And South Africa uh, had always played a critical role in the politics of the DRC in the sense that all these are, in fact, South Africa bathed the democratic process in the DRC. Mm-hmm. Ask me how? Mm-hmm. By the negotiations that happened in San City, in Pretoria, and then in Lusaka. You did recall President Nelson Mandela uh, tried to, to, to mediate between uh, Mobutu at the time in 1997 mm-hmm. uh, by sending the Utenika uh, submarine on a... On a, on a, on a on the uh, shores of Angola near Kabinda, uh, and have Mobutu flown on 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 the on a submarine. Kabila also who was hesitant to go there, but eventually convinced by Mandela to come on board. And then President Thabo Mbeki taking over, leading up to the election in the 2005-2006, and therefore South Africa also training even the current IC officials in mm. the DRC. We had South African police intervening in the training, uh, trying to do a sec- security sector reform. South Africa has always played that role, mm. and that role has to be uh, looked at as a positive engagement on the part of this country to assist another. Uh, but South Africa also have a, 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 a interest. Uh, I would say mm-hmm. there, there would be economic. South Africa is an economical land. interest. South Africa is facing power challenges. The DRC have the Inga Dam, which the, both countries, if they are stable, they can develop and get away with this power cuts that we are facing in this country. You're having water pro- problem. They say by 2030, 20, 20, 2050, uh, the, the region will have a major challenge of which will lead also to war. Mm. But the DRC have enough water to give it to this country. Uh, you can build a tunnel in as much as the tunnel was built from Lesotho up until to Gauteng to provide water. The same tunnel can be built from here in Gauteng via through Botswana in Angola, then get water from the DRC. Mm. So there are multi-layer issues that we might look at in even though we we are talking to to these issues in a concise way so that uh, based on the time that we have on okay. the national radio. We have a lot of people that have sent messages. Some are challenging you. I'm going to try and get through all of them. Arnold in Johannesburg says he's from the DRC and he didn't go home to vote because as far as he's concerned, there was no point. Arnold, hi. Uh, hi, KG. Yes. Um, thank you very much. I mean, compliment to the season, to mm. you, to you, you listeners. Um, there's one thing I wanted to say first. My first statement is sometimes the the... The standards we use 
to judge other Africans are not the same standards that we use when we, we are judging whites or Asians or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That election is a sham. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, those are facts that I'll be telling you. You interlocutor, first of all, he started to talk about the Utenika as a submarine. The Utenika is not a submarine. It's a, it's, a, it's a ship of the South African Navy. There's no way Mobutu can go to a submarine and then come back. That's not possible. The second thing, when he says that um, Chisekedi brought free education, is the first time. I mean, I'm a doctor. I train here. I'm a specialist. I studied in DRC. I studied in many other countries in North America and whatever. I can tell you, up to 1990, and that was in no other country in Africa, education from primary school to university was totally free. If you go to university, you'll get a bursary. It's not uh, the, 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 the thing that you have to apply. You just have your bursary, and then if you have your bursary, you have accommodation and all the meals by by the state. Also, maternity and all the things for health, everything was free. So let's not talk about what Chisekedi was supposed to do. He got a loan from the IMF to support a free education. And the education where the parents were giving some money to, to pay the professors, now the education is a shamble. The quality is very poor. Chisekedi... He cheated from the first election. He was not elected. He got less than 15%. And it's the same time now. They have a voting machine. Just imagine, KG, like if you, there's a voting machine, so all the, the MPs of the ANC, they're in their own houses. They'll have the machine. They put their voices there. And then after that, they go. Instead of starting at 8 in the morning, they start at 3 in the afternoon with preloaded preloaded votes and then by election by by law the vote can be only one day those people were voting from wednesday till sunday people were still voting what type of a vote is that it is a sham so i and actually when we hear people defending chisekedi defending chisekedi all the people the minister of, of justice is from his tribe the minister, the, the head of the Constitutional Court is from his tribe. Everybody in that line there, they are from his tribe. What type of Africa we want to build? And I will, I will finish by that. We talk about xenophobia in South Africa. But the, re- the reason for xenophobia is because people in the countries, there's no peace. The elections don't bring, don't change anything. That's why they have to go to other countries to have a better life. We have to stop that, Chad especially from intellectuals coming in a good English with facts, with this and that, Chisekedi, this, Chisekedi, that. He's a thief. He's a thief, a blatant thief. He's having a house for his own kids in Belgium where he pays 20,000 euros by the state. His family is there. All of them, the families are outside there. They are doing nothing for that country, which is green like, like heaven, but people are dying of hunger. And the statistic that is giving about 60 or 70% of the countries, the population in the East is not true. I'm from DRC, I learned geography in DRC. In fact, even my late father was a professor of geography. All his figures are giving there is not true. Please bring people who can tell the truth to the people of South Africa. Thanks, Keiji.
Thanks, Arnold. Do you want to respond, uh, let, Nixon? Let, let me respond, uh, by, by Arnold, because it's good that we, we're both from the same area. Yeah. Right? So we're both from the same country. Okay. Uh, right. Arnold is correct on the terms of... I'm talking about the current state, mm -hmm. right, from, 19, from 1990, mm -hmm. because he, he is correct that under the, 19, the, the Mobutu regime, in the Zairianization, what they introduced, they call authenticity. Mm -hmm. Education was free. Mm. He's correct. Mm. So if he started in that generation, he's free to raise that point that the education was free. Mm -hmm. That's true. I have Angus and many other people who reminisce of that area. Mm. In as much as uh, happened across the continent, this is not an issue of Congo and Zaire at the time, but rather you look at Tanzania, you look at uh, Uganda, both had a free education until such a time. The uh, uh, IMF uh, uh, structure adjustment program was introduced under the under the current setup where the the world the world the government African government were told to re, to restructure to do away with uh, what they deemed as a socialist uh, policies and therefore getting away with the government responsibility in terms of running a certain key institution of the state mm -hmm. that is number one mm -hmm. the second issue is talked about Chisekedi is a fifth mm. I don't know what evidence he has, no, no, but I know for the fact that Tshisekedi... He says we shouldn't, we should gauge African elections in the way that we gauge elections certainly. everywhere else in the world. If you follow my argument, mm -hmm. was that Tshisekedi made a deal mm. with the former president, Lore Kambila, and the current, the, the immediate former uh, electoral commission chair declared erroneously the person who did not win. In other words, Chisekedi was not initially the winner. Yes. And he could have got that in my initial argument. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Chisekedi got in. In the current setup, I'm not saying that Chisekedi... So he got in same. through the back door in yes. the first place. Yes. He got in through the back door in the first place. Mm. That's true. Now, if you look at re the repetition of the population in the Eastern DRC and versus the rest of the country, mm -hmm. go to any... People are in the highland and the hinterland of the mountain in the south, Kivu, in the north, the greater Kivu, the greater Hozair, which has been then renamed, also subdivided into other uh, three, pro three provinces, the Chopo, the Hotuele, and the Ituri province. Mm -hmm. Then you go to the greater Katanga. Those mm -hmm. are the mostly populated area. Then in the west, you have the town of, I mean, the city of Kinshasa, then the 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 the, the Bakongo province. The Bakongo also, which also have been subdivided in, in two other provinces, Congo Central and so on. Mm -hmm. I can go on that's, that's in the geography true, actually, of this, yeah. but... but oh, he, that, that you're still on true. the line. Okay, yes, we're listening. That is, that is not true because when you say about Ozaire, it's four provinces. When you say the Bar Congo, it's one province. See, so what I'm trying to say, you are not mastering the facts of DRC. So it's <laughs> difficult for, to, for you to talk as an expert. because And also the election, the turnover was 40%. You know, what I'm just telling you, and it's simple, and KG, just understand that. If they give you a card, an electoral card that you have to present to the office there, 
So that cast there, after one month, the ink disappeared. So they just ask you to come there and then just say your name and vote. So technically you could vote even five times. That's what I'm saying. So but, but, of- but you did hear Nixon, Arnold, when he talked about how the I, their IEC was elected in the first place, about 60% of them coming from, uh, you know, uh, uh, societies. And the most crucial part of uh, their IEC is the person who anyway, uh, Chisekedi owes a favor from back in the day of uh, um, Kabila. No, no, no. It's a new IEC. The one who is the head of the IEC now is not the one who was the head before. In fact, the one who was the head before, two weeks ago, he declared himself the head of a rebellion in 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 in, in Nairobi. Maybe that's one fact that you should you should you should add. Also. But uh, Arnold, so you have a selective selective uh, uh, understanding, and I and I said it clearly that. Cornel Nanga has since declared a rebellion and joined the M23 uh, uh, under the Academy. Why? Because he knows the truth of the previous elections. But uh, by the way, by the same time, uh, under Cornel Nanga, they purchased a number of voter machines. Those voter machines, the current electoral commission, do not know where the audit of those voter machines. And it is not surprising that saying that people were voting using machines. Mm. And it has been... In their homes. In their home. Mm. It has been proven that those voting machines who were from the previous independent electoral commission's uh, 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 custody, which disappeared under the current <laughs> voting uh, independent electoral commission, were used. And... Elections is such a complex. Unfortunately, we have less time to be able to give greater details of these yeah. uh, of these issues. Yeah. And 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 uh, for Arnold, he have to understand that we have a problem of leadership in DRC. Yes. Leadership integrity is a, such a challenge. I do not agree yes. with the current president. I'm not in support with the opposition. But here's the point. He raised the point of tribalism, right? Indeed, President Sekedi has, has uh, uh, surrounded himself with many people who come from his, his tribe. His tribe. Yeah. But here's the point. It's not just only his tribe as a Luba, but a particular uh, um, clan of his tribe among the Luba. Who mm, mm. are around yes. him? A second point that Arnold is not pointing out is the tribal contestation between the Baluba of Katanga, where the former immediate president came from, and the Baluba of Kasai. And this goes back to the days of immediately after independence, where the Baluba of Kasai were chased out of Katanga under the then Moise Chombe's uh, secessionist movement. So. Albert Kalonji, who was from the, the Kasai uh, at, at the time, also f- trying to form a new re- uh, republic there. Okay. Uh, we can go on yeah. and deal, Arnold, deal Arnold, with I'm going to let you go. Uh, thank you for thank putting, you. Thank you thank for you putting your much. points. If, if I may just say something, just to finish that, we must apply the same standards all over Africa. We shouldn't have standards for African 
and, and, and standards, standards for, for everywhere else. Exactly. Point That's why made. We are not progressing. Thank you, Arnold. Thank you. Have a great day. I Thank you. you. Uh, I, I want to read uh, some things also uh, from other listeners. Uh, uh, Nixon. Good morning, KG. Nixon and the brilliant team behind the scenes. Happy New Year to all of us. What happened in the DRC cannot be called elections. It was the second version of what we all witnessed in Zimbabwe in August. Mnangwangwa and uh, Felix Chisekedi are in one bracket. I really behind the opposition parties for a call to a fresh credible election. Donald in Rustenburg. Another one. Uh, no, no, no. I think that's the same one. Okay. In the, yeah, I think I've I've read every everything, guys. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Now let me respond to uh, to Arnold, Donald or oh, Arnold, whichever one. Donald in, Arnold. In, in rhymes. the elections, the elections had the serious challenges. Would we call them credible? According to the observers, many of those observers. What they did said the observers say? The observers say some of the election they congratulate the Congolese people mm-hmm. for going the to incumbent. the poll peacefully and the incumbent. Mm-hmm. They did not say there was a, a sham elections, rather saying that the elections had a problem with, with the preparation. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you for free. One the preparation of the election. Previous elections have been assisted by MONUSCO and many others. These elections were entirely prepared by the Congolese government mm-hmm. to the tune of over 600 million US dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, infrastructure is a massive, massive challenge. Take, for instance, the territory of Masisi, where a place, there are some places where people had to walk by foot and spend three days. Even when the voting process has been declared as ended, those the voting material to vote arrive them at that time. Mm. You look at the geographical location of this uh, the country, about the size of Western Europe, mm. right? No road, no railway line. Here's another negative aspect, the weather in itself. Even when the helicopter can take materials to far-flanked remote areas. But because of the geography of the DRC, where there is a space where certain area face 12 months of, I mean 11 months of rain, some 6 months of rain, and some 9 months of rain. Because of the weather, even the helicopter cannot land to deliver the election materials. So, indeed, there were massive challenges as to the credibility of those elections, not my call to do. Mm-hmm. But I can only highlight what are the challenges that the elections happen. Mm-hmm. And this is what I've been doing it consistently for whatever interviews I do. Mm. Not say that I support President Sekedi, neither support the opposition. Because mm. what we see here is that you have a power contestation among the ruling elite in the DRC. Mm. One which is not serving the interests of the country which is not developing the country, but we see rather a predatory elite taking over and therefore fighting over who get into power and get to sit on the table to get the fair share of the cake that is the past of the country. And for me, that is a disaster. And all of it while materially the lives of the citizens of the DRC don't change. Certainly. Thank you, Nixon. You're welcome. Happy New Year, Nixon. Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) It's 11. Mudubi Makhalamele is standing by with the news. Independent.